But as far as for the session here this morning, it's going to be a lot different. You know, tonight is going to be a lot just very standard, you know, pick a passage and preach it. But as far as here, I want to set the stage of where I kind of want to go here this week. The question, though, that I have is just so I, I know that, you know, I don't know any of y'all, so I know you don't know me as well. But where are the seniors? Just finished or going to be seniors? Did you raise your hand? Just finished or going to be seniors inside of Israel? Oh, wow. Good number. Good number of you. You can put your hands down. Fantastic. You know, um, a lot of the message that have really, I, I really want to focus, especially you guys, because of this one word called decisions. And, you know, if we talk at all this during this weekend, you're going to find out that I'm an extremely nosy person. I have no, as far as just questions, there's really no boundaries for me. You know, if you want to tell me your social security number, hey, I'll take it down. I don't care. You know, I'm pretty much just very, like, for some reason, I think that sometimes no one ever asks questions about your life and what your plans are are for it. You know, sometimes I'll talk to somebody and I'll say, hey, you know, you're a senior. Have you, have you thought about the next step, whatever God might have for your life or whatever? And the most I can get out of some people is this, is, you know, I'm like, all right, wow, you know, and, you know, you're talking about your life, your destiny, what your plans are and different things. And look, I get it. You're not going to know every in and out of what takes place in your life. But it's funny, because I, you know, I've been traveling now, this is my 14th summer. Can you believe it or not, I'm that old. 14th summer of traveling, preaching to teenagers. And as I preach teenagers, sometimes I'll go, and I'll talk to a teenager, and I'll ask him, I'll be like, hey, not ask about the life, let me just bring up a video game, whatever. And then I can't shut the kid up. Oh yeah, man, I'm a master's kid, man, I'm doing this, I'm blah, 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 I'm like on this level right here. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, I mean, that's great, that's great, that's fine. But I just asked about your life, and you had nothing to say. I asked about a video game, and I can't shut your mouth, you know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes, in a way that we can focus on things that really don't matter. And what I'm going to challenge our thoughts here are about, especially you that are older, is concerning the decisions that you're making right now within your life. Now, you know, like I said, this is not going to be like a message that's going to be like, you know, drop the bomb, we're going to preach it, brother, or whatever. This is something for you to think about as we prepare the way for what we're talking about the rest of this weekend. So, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Proverbs. This is my favorite book of the Bible, Proverbs, chapter number one. When I was 16 years old, someone encouraged me to read a proverb every day. I kept that practice up for 10 years. I have read the book of Proverbs literally over 100 times, and, and I continue to read and read and read and grasp so much from this precious book. Proverbs is where we're going to be, Proverbs chapter number one. And as you turn there, what we're going to do in just a moment, we have a word of prayer, but I'm going to start, I'm going to grab some stuff. I put some stuff back here. Well, these chairs that are back here, and I'm going to grab those. Proverbs chapter number one, we start reading verse number 20. Proverbs chapter one, verse number 20. I'm from North Carolina. I'm, people from North Carolina are very strange. You're going to find that out. And just so you're already aware, you know, ugh, this is my first stay in Canada. I've driven through Canada a couple of times, but I've never stayed. And I think even during my little video of saying I'm going to be here, did I murder your name? Yeah, some of you're not here. Yeah. Miss, I'm got her, I got this now. Mississauga. Is that right? Is that right? I've been practicing. I was like, Mississippi, Attawaga, Mississippi. No, no, don't try it again. Never mind. It just, I got it once, and let me just shut up after that. All right. Proverbs chapter number one here in verse number 20. It's a story that is here. I want you to see what it's about. The Bible says, verse 120, Wisdom crieth out. She uttered her voice in the streets, in the chief place of concourse, in the open of the gate. She uttered her words, saying, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And scorners who are in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Behold, I will pour out my spirit, but yes, not all my counsel, none of my reproof. Sorry, we're going to jump down here at verse number 25. But yes, not all my counsel, none of my reproof. I also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear 
fear cometh. When your fear cometh desolation, and destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Now, it's kind of confusing. I know it's kind of hard to understand, but this actually is a story that I want to talk about here for just a couple moments right after we pray. So let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for these young people. Lord, thank you for the opportunity I have to be able to preach to them here for this weekend. I pray that you'd use this time. Lord, I pray that you we set the stage a little bit of where we're going. Lord, I pray that right now to empty me of myself and fill thy spirit and say things you'd have me to say. Lord, I pray that you give wisdom, direction, give clarity of mind even to them, Lord, that are here. Thank you so much for everything you've done and will do for the Christ's name. We so do pray it all. Amen. Now, in Proverbs, actually, let me ask, um, am I speaking too fast for you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a lot to get in and I have a little bit of time to get into it. So I'll, I'll try to slow down just a little bit. That 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 that, that, that good? That, that good? All right, we'll keep it around. Keep it around like there. Anyway, I talk fast because everybody has an attention span like this, and as soon as I start talking, he starts going slowly like this, and I try to get a lot in there before it totally closes up, and I'm talking to a bunch of trees out inside of a field. So I want to get as much in as possible. But what's happening here is Proverbs is talking about a wisdom. wisdom. Wisdom is talking about a woman that is here, and she's personified as wisdom. When you read Proverbs, and the Bible says, she goes here, she does that, exception of Proverbs 5, 6, and 7, usually is talking about a woman, and she's personified as a woman named Wisdom. So you have a woman who's standing in a place, and what she's doing out, in verse 20, it says, a Wisdom crieth out, she utters her voice in the streets, in the chief place of conquest, in the open the gates, she uttered her words, saying, and here's what she's saying, how long you simple ones will you love simplicity, and scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. And so people are walking by, and as people are walking by, she's like, hey, hey, listen, Listen to me. I can help you. I can give you direction for your life. Hey, you're a senior. You get ready for some big things in your life. Let me help you. And then this person continually just walks by wisdom. I don't have time for what you got to say. You know, the next day he might have his iPod stuck up in his ear and he thinks to himself, you know what? I don't really have a whole lot of attention to what you've got going on. And so you have a guy who repeatedly walks by wisdom, right? And so then what happens in the story is she's still there. She's always in the same place and she's always having the same message. Hear me out. you got to understand something. I want to tell you something. I'm going to pour some knowledge out for you. And as she's doing this, this person then, the Bible says, gets himself in some trouble. You know, the cops are calling on them now. Mom and dad say, hey, you can't come back home. Hey, nonsense starts happening in his life. And so now he gets himself in a huge jam. All right. So after he gets himself in a jam, the Bible says that he comes out and he always began to think, what was that woman saying? She was always telling me do something. And the Bible says he goes and looks for where she is. And so she goes out. He goes out here. And, and the Bible says that she's looking around. The Bible says he can't find her. He said, I remember she was always here. She was always telling me, hey, do this or, or don't do that. Where is wisdom now? Well, if you look down a little bit further on, it says... In verse 25, remember it says, but you have said it not all my counsel. And when none I approve, she says this, I also now, I will laugh at your calamity. I, I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear comes to desolation and your stress comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish comes upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early and they shall not find me. Why? Because they hated knowledge. Now listen, here's what happened. I'm not saying this is happening anybody inside this room, but just hear me out. This person for so long had hated what wisdom had said. That now the Bible said, now you need, now you need her direction. She's nowhere to be found. You know, what's important about this passage is decisions are so important. No one sets off to ruin their life. 
I have never sat down with a teenager across at a table and a teenager told me this. You know what? I want to get married one day. And, oh, yeah, I want to get divorced by 28, probably. Oh, I want my husband and wife. We're going to fight over custody, battle with the kids. And, and then we're going to have, I'm going to get married again. It's going to be a nasty divorce that second. It's going to be nasty, you know. And I'm going to have to probably take him to court, get some alimony and stuff. I, no one plans that. Well, wait, hold, hold on. How can I? Go to places all across, in my context in the United States, I can take you all across where that is taking place. You would think that there's a school training people how to jack up their lives. You would think that there's a school of telling people, this is how you really just mess up. No, but I'm just telling you, decisions that are made right now within your life are forming what exactly your future is going to be. And I want you to look at verse 22 because this is where we're going to be. And then we'll call it verse 22. It says this. It says, how long? Yeah. How long you simple ones? We love simplicity and scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. So here, this is, this is the point of the message. And like I said, is this is that, that's the preachy part, whatever you want to call it. But when you look at this, I want to separate in your mind something. The Bible says how people make their decisions based here in the book of Proverbs. First, it says it talks about the simple person. You know, many of you have been to camp. I think you all have yes camp. Is that what you all many of? OK. Y- yesterday's influence. What is what does it send for again? Amen. That, you know, that. OK, so you have been to camp now for a lot of times, you know, camp. this this is so evident as I would go and I would be at a camp is you would see this kind of breakdown. Now, I'm not sitting here and tell you categorize every one of your friends, but I am saying, let's look. I love personality tests. I, um, I'm not in people's heads, but I, I'm the guy that can sit in the airport and just sit and just watch people, you know. So why do you, when you get conflict, scream at the lady and you are just go there and huff in a corner? And, and how come when people meet each other at the terminal and, or whatever, at the baggage claim, some people are see their friend from long ago and say, hey, what's up? And they walk on and some people are like, ah, and they give each other a hug. Why do people react the way they do? It, 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 it's interesting. It's, it's always interesting me. And then when I look at it biblically, it's like, man, this is not far cry. You know, you have a person who the Bible describes as a simple person. Now, you cross-reference every verse about the same person in the book of Proverbs. I had done it, I don't even know how many times, cross-reference every verse about the same person. Let me tell you about him real quick. Just, just a quick little synopsis character, synopsis about a similar person. Now, it's not like he's a, a, quote-unquote, a bad person. It's not like he's inside of his basement trying to build a bomb to blow up the world or anything like that. But he's just a normal guy. But here is the issue. He comes by, and in our illustration, he's walking by, and here is wisdom. And so wisdom's here, and the simple person, when he he hears wisdom speak. He says, all right, listen, you got to hear me. What you got to say, you got to make some big decisions in your life. You got to hear me. And as she's talking, he says, you know, why is it important for me to be in church? Why is it important for me to select that kind of school or whatever it be? They're genuinely interested in what's taking place. Now, but as they're having this conversation right here, what happens is the simple, his friends start walking by. And his friends start walking by. They think to him, so why are you talking with her? Man, why are you always at that church? Man, why on earth are you consistently always be like, you got to go and witness and go on some youth activity? Why are you always got to do that? And so what happens is you have somebody who genuinely wants to do that, which is right. But because it's either between wisdom or their friends. Well, who wants to look stupid? Nobody wants to look stupid. And so what happens is every time they go to the friends. No, it, it happens all the time. There are some people who go against even things they know to be right. No. Um, let's just say. Um, uh, what's your name? Yin? Yin. Now, is it Yan or Yin? Yin. All right. Now, let's, am I saying it wrong? Everybody's laughing at me. Am I saying it wrong? Yin. 
Yanni. 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 All right. <laughs> I'll call you Y. What's up, man? <laughs> All right. Now, let's just say, man, we and you go to the same school. And uh, let's just say we're both seniors, right? And we go to school. And let's just say Yanni, right? Yep, Yanni. Man, every time he goes to his locker, I mean, there's notes all over it from girls. Yeah, Yanni, what do you want for you? Yeah. I mean, every time the man opens his locker, it's like stuff just pours out. I'm like, my goodness. I tell you what, man, to be like this guy, everybody likes this guy. I mean, every time he sits at a table, man, everybody comes over, man, where he is, right? Now, now look. Now listen, now when I, now let's just say he has something that I want. Now listen very closely to this statement because I'm not trying to stereotype, but I want you to hear it out. I feel as secure as I am accepted, therefore I will bend my lifestyle to be accepted by those that are around me. Listen to me. Let's just say, do you enjoy skateboarding? You do now, okay? He, let's just say he's a skateboarder, man. And let's just say, and which is true of me, I hate skateboarding. I, I've tried it, broke my shins trying to do so. I don't like skateboarding. But let's just say I look at him and I see what he has. I see he has a popularity that I want. He has something that I'm missing. And so here's what I'd be willing to do. I look at the overwhelming quality. He's a, he's a skateboarder or whatever it be. And I say, you know what? I'll be willing to bend my lifestyle. I'll be willing to do something that I naturally would never do so that I can have something that he has. Now listen close. You say, what's the big deal about that? I don't care. I don't care. So what? Pick up skateboarding so the girls can like you more. I don't care. But it is a problem when you start talking about sin. It's a problem. And I watch people that know right, that know what God's expected of them, and willingly bend their lifestyle and reject God to become accepted by those that are around them. I've watched young ladies throw their purity away. Well, it, it was like this. It really wasn't like that. No, no, no. You were pressured. And it came down to either obey what God said or a friend said and you threw something away. Sometimes it's just kind of like, oh, Brother Adrian, I know I shouldn't have done that first time. I went to that part. But, I, but, but see, it came down to who had the most pull. And the Bible calls this individual a simple person. It's simple. What do you want to do today? Oh, I'll do whatever you do. Oh, you're gonna go, okay, I'll go there, there, I'll go there, there, whatever happened. Simple. Now, he says, in verse verse, how long you simple so you love simplicity? And then, oh, let me hurry up. Then, we'll let this chair be the second one. We jump down to the end of verse number 22, and it says at the end, the is like and fools hate knowledge. Alright, so he says, so we have over there that still person, now we have the foolish person. Now, the foolish person, here he comes, he comes walking by, and here's wisdom, wisdom says, hold up for a second, let me tell you something, you got something you need in your life, and the foolish person does this. <laughs> Usually look and have this kind of, man, they close, man, I don't care, man, I don't care what you gotta say. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't care what you gotta say, wisdom. Yeah, I, I meet them, unfortunately, sometimes, usually, at a youth rally or something to that effect. Um, usually what will happen is there's going to be like a chair. There's going to be like a split down the middle. There's going to be two sections of chairs. And as they have two sections of chairs, what happens is they come in late. And as they come in late, they usually make a new back row. And as they make a new back row, they usually don't sit up on their rear end. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. They sit up on their backbone. They usually take their hands and they kind of fold them like this. They usually look at me through the slits of their eyes. And they look at me and say something like this. Man, you just try. Man, you can't get in my head. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, I don't care. What has to be said? You know, there's a perfect example of this in the Bible. His name is Pharaoh. Pharaoh. You know, Pharaoh, when he went, did you think to yourself, did there really have to be ten plagues? Did there really have to be ten? I mean, because for me, good night. Once I saw the old man turn water to blood, you got my attention. <laughs> I'm serious. Water to blood. But he's like, man, I don't care. I don't care. 
What are you going to do? Sin frogs? Oh, I don't care. I don't care. We're going to do sin lies? I don't care. I don't care. And you see progressively, like, what are you thinking? Are you just a glutton for punishment? Do you just seriously just hate God that much that you're going to live in that kind of rebellion? But that's what a fool does. Many people around him thinking to themselves, man, do you get the point? Man, do you get the hint? But not a fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I don't need what anybody else has to say. Hey, authority, what are you going to do? Suspend me from school? Great. What are you going to do? Expel me? Wonderful. I don't care. There's nothing that can be held over my head that you can scare me with, that you can tempt me with, because I am full on in rebellion. You know, like I said, that's what Proverbs said. You've got to look at every aspect of how people respond to wisdom when instruction is given to them. Some people genuinely want to do what's right. They want to do that and follow the Lord. But come on, when it comes down to it, friends or me, I don't know. I've got to do what my friends say. And then you have another person who is approached by that which is right. You ought to obey. You ought to do something. You know what? I don't care. Many times what is said. But you have another person here. I'm almost done. Verse number 22, it says, How long is it once? We love simplicity. Why? How long will you love not being yourself? And then it says, Fools hate knowledge. And then it talks about another one here. I'll use this chair to represent this. And scorners delight in their scorning. You know, the last one that we have here is a scorner. What's interesting, though, is this, about this, okay? So uh, let's just get back to the example. Let's just say wisdom's over here, and, and wisdom is giving instruction. And then the scorner, as he hears wisdom, and wisdom's telling him all these, telling all these different things you ought to do. Do you know what he says? Here, this is good. Here, here's what he says. He says, I already know. And I'm still not going to do it. They already know. I know it's right. <laughs> Ain't going to do it. You know, <laughs> y'all talk about camp. I love camp. Sometimes, because at camp you can kind of like build as you go throughout the week, right? And as I was out of the week, I said, uh, I tell some teams, all right, this is this illustration. I said, you know, tomorrow, Brother Adrian, I, now I normally don't have you take notes now, but tomorrow I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw it down tomorrow. I'm going to throw it down. Now I want you to be here tomorrow morning. You had to be here <laughs> tomorrow morning. Bring your notebooks because, man, it's going to be good. Man, it's going to be the sap from heaven. You've got to be able to get this lid as before it comes out. I mean, I'm just telling them, beefing it up for tomorrow morning. Man, those kids coming in like, man, what's he going to preach on, man? But he's going to throw it down, man. What's going to go? Man, they come, they got their pants ready to go, man. They got the Bibles out there. They sit down, they ready for it, man. They ready. I say, they got they ready to get, their, to, get, to get the word, get the word. And I say, over here, get the word. Here I come. I say, all right, you ready? Teenage, here we go. Oh, this is good, right? And I said, brother, sisters, get your pens out because I got something good. A Christian ought to read their Bible every day. And they look at me like, are you serious? You got me all hyped up so you can tell me about it, but you don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you got me so hyped up. A Christian, listen to me, this is good. A Christian ought to pray. Hey, how about this? A Christian ought to share their faith and tell others about Christ. Come on, Adrian. We know all that. And that's the danger. Because you got someone who knows it's all. I know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to say, everybody head bowed, eyes closed. Who's saved? Raise your hand. Who's not saved? Raise your hand. Oh, if you need to be saved. I know the whole drill. In fact, I know the song we're going to play. I probably know the invitational hymns. I don't even know the third verse of each of the invitational hymns. I know it all. But still willingly walking away from that which is right. 
When you look at Proverbs 26 and 28, here's what you find. You have two people that God looks at. You see that God looks and says, you know what? A foolish person as a dog returns to his vomit, so the fool returns to his folly. He says that he that answereth a matter before he hears this folly and a shame to him. He says, man, if you're going to send a message by the hand of the fool, it's like chopping off your own arm. I mean, God just wears back and just nails the fool to the wall. But then he gets to this in verse number 13, and he says this. Man, seest thou a man, seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. You know, the Bible says, if I had to choose, if God said I had to choose between a fool who says in his heart there is no God, or between smart and a Christian over here, I'll take a fool. I'll take a fool. Why? What's going to happen this week that's going to change you? You already know it. What new truth do we have to be able to be aware of to make the proper decision? Well, I know the books of the Bible backwards and forwards. In fact, I can give you five biblical reasons why a person ought to share their faith. I know eight reasons why I have been through such and such one-on-one course. Oh, yes, I've done all. What I'm saying is, has it changed us? You know, sometimes I, I, I go to services and... This is one of the dangerous places you can be. This really is. It's like, it's not that I don't know it's right to worship God, but it is kind of like, let me put this into a, a scorner way. Let me put it into a scorner way. Hey, take your hymn books, turn number 277. We're going to sing this song, all right. I ain't singing nothing. God help you. I know what God asked me to do. I know what he expects of me. And I will willingly say no. Now, like I said, like I said, some people hear wisdom. They hear preaching. <gasps> what am I going to do? Well, my friends are going to do. That's what I'm probably going to do. Some, I don't care. But he shut his mouth. Man, sky zone is in the horizon. <laughs> and then you got some who can look so many different ways. Some can come. Man, they can come after the service. Oh, Brother Adrian, I appreciate that. I ain't going to change one thing in my life, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I mean, because they know how to look. Look, I'm a vet. I've been to Christian school my entire life, right? Look, I can turn it on. Are you ready for me? Thank you. You're welcome. Please, thank you. Oh, listen to all my manners. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. I mean, I can look as godly as I want to look. And it's be rotting. What I'm saying is you have this person who's a scorn over here who can know truth and reject it. Now, obviously, the book of Proverbs emphasis is who that which is wise. Man, when wisdom says jump, we say how high. When wisdom says go, we don't say, give me chapter and verse, give me chapter and verse, give me this, give me that. No, we obey what wisdom has to say. Forget the analogy and let's just talk bare bones. This week, whenever the word of God is open and preaching happens, God has the opportunity to speak to your heart. How will you go with it? I'll tell you how every invitation many times goes. Then we'll shut, I'll shut up and we'll call it a day. All right? Here's how it happens a lot of times. I'm going to, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm not telling you to do this, but I'm just saying, um, listen close. I can't tie my shoe and talk at the same time. So let me just do that. So I'm telling you, I'm not telling you, I'm telling as if I were in the audience. All right, right now, everybody, bow your head, close your eyes. Again, I'm not talking to you. Bow your head, close your eyes, get ready for the invitation. And uh, God spoke to your heart. The way God spoke to your heart is God spoke to your heart, you know. And, and let's just say whatever spiritual says. We'll say the spiritual says in this case is salvation, okay? If God has so spoken to your heart that you need to be saved, and, and God has convicted your heart about this matter, here's how each one responds, all right? If you need to be saved, can I see your hands? If you just need to be saved, you need to make sure that you know for sure you're in your heaven, you die. Here's what a super person does. You ready for this? 
every time. If they go, I'll go. If they make the decision, then I'll make the decision as well. That's simple. They have this. Every eye bowed, every eye closed. You know, we're getting ready for uh, get ready for this invitation, and it's just kind of like, man, eh, will he shut up? It's just kind of like just sitting like, <sighs> as you go through this message. Oh, this one, Lord only knows what it looks like. But as you, every head bowed, every eyes closed. Oh, sometimes people are like, oh yes, oh yes, I need to change. Oh, very emotional. God, God spoke to my heart now. I'm still gonna watch that same show I was gonna watch earlier, but, but God has definitely spoke to my heart about it. You know, oh yeah, I, I'm still not gonna make sure I, I get things right with my authority, but you know what God definitely spoke to my heart about? What I'm saying is, you see how many times we can react to wisdom and it comes down to decisions. Teenager, look, no one sets out to ruin their lives. I have not met a teen in their right mind who says, I want to be able to ruin, have a messed up marriage. I want to have a messed up life. No one plans. But so many do because of decisions. What I'm saying from this message, I know that y'all have a little spot there where it says something to learn. If you want something really concise to be, there is this. Be wise. Be wise. When God speaks to your heart, you listen. When God says do something, you obey. Be wise. You don't even know what you're going to hear this weekend, but be wise. You know what God may speak to your heart about it, but be wise. Proverbs 1, amazing passage, amazing time. Let's pray, then you call it a day, all right? Father, thank you for the time. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you help us decisions, Lord. I pray, Lord, decisions. I pray that we make them, we would be very aware. And Lord, that we would not be influenced by others in a wrong direction. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would simply not care. But Lord, I pray, Lord, that we apply ourselves and be able to learn that which you have for us this week. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd help each and every young person, regardless whatever the background is, whatever the status of life is. I pray, Lord, that they would make decisions, Lord, that would count for eternity. We thank you so much, Lord, for everything you've done and will do. Keep safe, Lord, as we go a little to travel and different things. We take no nothing for granted. Thank you for everything you've done and will do for us in Christ's name. We pray it all. Amen.